Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Fires upfield into the end zone, and it's caught. Jelani Woods, touchdown, I-N-D-Y. A 43-point <laughs> night for Tyrese Halliburton. How do you like that, partner? Galloway drives all the way to the hole, throws it up, got it. And Indiana's got their first lead of this contest. I mean, that's a goddamn Emmy winner right there. Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hey everybody, welcome in. Appreciate you being with us. It's Thursday, September 4th, coming to you, of course, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, high atop the 18th fairway here, powered by our good friends at Andy Morhonda. Go to andymorhonda.com to get more to your door, and of course, the family of restaurants in and around the Bloomington and Bedford area. Of the Wild Food Group, great places uh, like Chop Shop, Hoosier Hanks Pizza, where you can get Tot Bowls, the McKenzie Mac Bowl, and pizzas. Uh, Hoosier Hank, a big uh, bring, talk about bring back the bison, baby. There it is. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us. Kent jumping on early from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Fred from Eastern Pennsylvania. Larry out in Vegas. Mike. Appreciate everybody from all over, no matter how you're listening. Uh, our friends on uh, ESPN 97.7, the ref, always the right call in Evansville. Up in the region in Chicago on 1230 AM, 104.7 WJOB, the voice of the region. The fan in Fort Wayne, Sport Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380. Great sports town. And make sure you stay tuned after... Uh, Today's show for uh, Brett Rump, if you're listening in Fort Wayne. They've always got tickets to uh, 10 caps. Is the 10 caps in the playoffs, man? Congratulations to them, by the way. Plenty to talk about. Uh, the Jaden Mustaf decision coming today. That'll be happening. A, um, a piece came out yesterday uh, from Rob Cassidy of Rivals. Specifically talking about Indiana's recruiting. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. Of course, Indiana-Louisville tangling on the gridiron in a couple of days on Saturday. Is that 10-point spread right now is what that set out. Let's see if that stays the same. Uh, I know who's your fans think differently, but. Seems a little high, but uh, we'll find out. Uh, Indiana or Louisville has a a little advantage in the fact that their quarterback has uh, he's been um, he's a veteran, I guess you'd say. Speaking of uh, our guest today, thanks a lot 
Man, it is a loaded show today, John Boy. Who all um, who all do we have on board? We got Dustin Schutte, who should be with us shortly. We'll be visited by Matt Taylor, Bob Kravitz, uh, Chris Denary, and Dylan Sin. Man, a busy day. As always, we try to keep you uh, informed and entertained. In all regards, Matt Taylor joining us, of course, from the Colts. Bob has a piece on Anthony Richardson's uh, journey as being the starter there. Man, that's going to be... But think back when Peyton Manning's first season. They were... um, What, four and... 14 or something like that? Three and... 13? I don't know. It was not... It wasn't fun. It was brutal. Um, we'll hopefully hear from Jeff Brom if maybe John, right? Maybe on that. Yeah, we'll keep that at a maybe. Uh, I am unfortunately to trying to re-log into some stuff. So uh, that's the yeah. fun thing about computers sometimes. They log you out of everything. Gritty asking a good question. That I was talking about last night. I was at the uh, Tom Allen inside Indiana football. Tom Allen and Don Fisher at uh, at Chop Shop. What kind of crowd will IU football have this weekend? If it were in Bloomington, she would have gone. But she's not paying extra for an additional ticket or traveling further. Well, it's not an extra ticket. It's it's kind of it's like a it's a quasi home road game. So that's kind of how you have to look at it. But um, some people live further away. This is, and and if you're coming, if you were coming from Evansville, yeah, it's further away. If you live in Fort Wayne, it's boy, it's saving some people some mileage. So uh, maybe there'll be people that that are able to attend that normally don't go to games, uh, and, and. just like there'll be some people that normally go that that may not be going. Um, Jamie, how are you doing? We appreciate you jumping on from Grand Rapids. Eagles and Vikings tonight, Philip. That's right. I mean, is that not just an Eagles pick? Um, I would have thought, but I. Oh, what's the spread on that stupid game? It was closer than I anticipated it being. Um, Yeah, the Eagles are, they're only giving up six and a half points at home. Or the Vikings, surprisingly better than I thought. I mean, the Eagles had a good, had a good start that week, but uh, I thought. But it's pro sports, man. Everybody is... They don't have to always be good, but they can always rear up when you're least expecting them to. Tannis says he's going to miss Rick and Chris because of work. Well, that's okay because you can always go back and listen on YouTube. For those of you listening on radio, of course, you can always find us on YouTube. At Indiana Sports Bee Radio is the easiest way. It'll take you right there. Different segments. Rick will be there. And Chris as well. So, 
you can always go back and pick up what you miss. That's the great thing about uh, the show being on YouTube after uh, radio as well. So, uh, but yeah, I know a lot of IU basketball fans are intrigued about the Mustaf decision. I am too because not not a lot of chatter about Indiana out of his camp, but they're not they're not out of this. I mean, they're they're in the thick of so many races. Um, Yesterday, Rob Cassidy of Rivals.com, National Recruiter, Recruiting Director, um, was talking about Indiana specifically. He said he's hoping for good news in the near future as it recently hosted top target Liam McNeely for a second official visit, which is big. Mike Woodson and company have long been in the thick of the race to land the five-star forward in Texas-based star's most recent trip to Bloomington was an opportunity to seal the deal. The Hoosiers are also involved with McNeely's high school teammate, Derry Queen, of course, who visited over the weekend. Then there's the quickly strengthening bond between the program and five-star Boogie Fland, who has already been on campus and hosted for the uh the IU staff for an in-home visit this past Tuesday night. Then you've got Jaden names such as Jaden Mustaf, Asa Newell, Patrick Mgaba the second, and Rakees Passmore are also linked to IU to different extents. I mentioned Mustaf making his decision today. Indiana obviously won't be totally shut out of this cycle, but it feels like it. Like IU needs to land a couple of these aforementioned names to feel genuinely positive about its class. Absolutely. This cycle could be a massive boost for the program on the rise. It could also be one that will be remembered for big swings and misses if things break in the wrong direction. Now, that kind of reminds me of back in the Archie Miller days, but he never had a shot to land anybody. Indiana is in in the hunt with all of these guys. Speaking of in the hunt, look who I just found. Look what I just bagged. Look, 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 look what I just bagged. Look what I just bagged. Local decided to show up to work today. I have uh, to be honest, Jim. I forgot what day it was when I woke up this morning. So my apologies. Uh, and so I've been running behind a little bit all day. So I got my, my priorities mixed up. Soda pop shooty in the house, uh, per gritty Bob joining us from Georgetown. Appreciate you, brother. My old haunt. I grew up right next door to the, uh, Georgetown, the old Georgetown high school, which is now a, an elementary school. Um, but I was there. Um, Caleb says that that on three has Georgia Tech as a favorite from Mustaf, and 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 he is from the Atlanta area, but Indiana has had a ton of success and has two current recruits, Caleb Banks and um, ah, dang, got it. You'll pull the other name out for me, but that's from that area. So, and, and Georgia Tech. Man, they 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 don't have much going on right now, in my opinion. No. So that would Jakai Newton. Thank you, Ross. 
appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Ja'Kai Newton and Caleb Banks, both from that area. So I'm sure that uh, they have been in his ear when, at least on recruiting visits. But like I said, I haven't heard a lot of chatter, but uh, I don't, it doesn't ever matter. It doesn't, what I hear and don't hear almost matters the same anymore. Because what you hear, you're like, yeah, but is that correct? Uh, I mean, unless, unless it comes from, the horse's mouth. Um, recruiting's a wild, it's a wild and wacky thing, man. Uh, as Johnny, uh, Johnny would say. But what's new with the dust, the shooty man, soda pop? Oh, man, not much. The Braves clinched the NL East last night, so that was big. Nobody, was nobody celebrating. Cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I, there, you have some listeners that care. I know. I know. They I'm reach out kidding. to me on Twitter. I'm kidding. Uh, when I, you know, when I, whenever I say that stuff, everybody. I hope everybody knows I'm kidding. Oh, uh, I know. I'm being uh, facetious. F-A-C-E-T-I-O-U-S. We got week three college football coming up. I'm excited about that. Indiana-Louisville seems like a really fun game. Kind of a, I know Louisville's right. favored by what? What's the line? 10? 10, 10. That's a 10, it's a 10 point game. Um, which I, I'm struggling with. I don't, I just don't, I haven't seen enough of Indiana to give them enough credit because they haven't played the same damn quarterback. Um, and, and not that only- quarterback has taken half the snaps of what he could have. Um, right. And not only that, I mean, you talk about a different ends of the spectrum in terms of opponent. Indiana went from playing one of the best teams in the country, a bad FCS team. So they really haven't had a middle ground where they played like a, a Rutgers or a Maryland or a Illinois or Purdue. They haven't had that opponent yet. So it's hard to judge because I feel like Louisville is going to fit in that kind of category where they're kind of middle of the road. And I don't know. I think Indiana's defense is going to give this offense some, some fits. And I know Jeff Brown's a great play caller. I know his offensive, he's an offensive guru, but I like what I've seen from Indiana defensively so far. They what, they do. They, they have to. Um, they're going to have to get to their quarterback because Jake Plummer is, while he's a veteran, hasn't looked great so far. Right. He's looked uh, okay, and if you can get to him and pressure him, that's probably going to shake things up for Louisville and make things a little more difficult. And would would be a gigantic key. Uh, Indiana secondary also has to do their job uh, this week. I'm not con- that concerned about Indiana's defensive front, their their linebackers. They're going to have to get out and cover these running backs in the flats because Jeff Brom, like you said, offensive genius, but he's been he's been really spreading his offense out. He's been getting the ball to the receivers. Um, so it, that that's, that's going to be a telltale sign. And then I don't think Indiana's offense – should have trouble against Louisville's defense. That should be a a, a 50-50 affair there. Uh, that's going to come down to play calling. It's going to come down to 
making the plays, catching the ball, right? Thro- throwing the ball, catching the ball, and running the ball. Uh, it's just going to come down. And I know that sounds stupid and simple, but it's it, it's it's the truth. It's going to come down to doing your assignments and not making mistakes. Whoever doesn't make the mistakes or turn the ball over. Uh, that's going to be a big key to this game because we've seen so many mistakes in Indiana and special teams last week. Six out of seven penalties were on freaking special teams. You can't have that. Not only that, but I think that if you are Indiana on the and Walt Bell score as many points as you can, but at the same time, I think if you can keep, if you can put together long drives and keep Louisville's offense on the sideline, then that's going to be a huge advantage. So even if you don't get, even if you don't get points, if you're able to put together a 40-yard drive that takes five six minutes off the clock, Louisville's offense on the sideline. That's a huge win for Indiana. So they just have to don't turn the football over, sustain longer drives. Obviously, you're going to, have to put points on the board, but I think if Indiana can get this game and, and it's like a 24-20 type of game, I think Indiana is a real shot to win. I know that Louisville's the sexier team because they have better offense because they got Jeff Brom and they scored that. But I do think that Indiana's defense is going to be up to the challenge. It's a matter of me. You can't send your defense out there. You can't have a bunch of three and outs in this game. You have to be able to move the football. As you said, Jim, you can't turn it over. And if you take care of the ball and you put together long drives, even if you're not scoring on all of those drives, it's going to it's going to be a good game. Uh, tonight, the, the uh, Vikings and the Eagles go at it in Philly. But Philly has three key players. Running back Kenneth Gainwell, quarterback James Bradbury, and safety Reed Blankenship out for the own opener against wow. the Vikings. So I was wondering why. I'm like, Philly's only a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. But we've got a lot more to talk about. Matt Taylor joins us up next, I believe. Is that right, John? Thank you. Uh, so up next on the program, Matt Taylor joins us. Appreciate you being with us here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. And we're back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of any more Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to anymorehonda.com and get more to your door. Formerly BB's Chop Shop, Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop, Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop, Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house. No matter where you live. 
If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello Restaurant, is locally owned and operated. Launched from a previous staple of Bloomington, the Function Brewery, Metalworks is the culmination of a passion for craft beer, food, custom metal art. Check out their custom Metalworks growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has your favorite beers and the foods to go with them in a relaxing, comfortable environment. Or you can find Metalworks beer at all the Wild Food Group restaurants. Cup taste what Dr. Hops has brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Golf season is in full swing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, and they have a sweet deal for all returning students, no matter where you go to school. At the Golf Club at Eagle Point, students can play for the rest of 2023 for just $299. That's right, play as many rounds as you like for just $299. That's better than a birdie. But you don't have to be a student to play at Eagle Point. Go online to set your tee time or call 812-824-4040. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by The Chop Shop, home of the Indiana football and men's basketball coaches shows. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Hey, hey, welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday. Appreciate you being with us. Of course, brought to you by Chop Shop Market and Table, where you can find your other, your butcher, baker, deli cafe, chop house, seafood that is overnighted every day as well. Uh, and a market on full market on one side and a steakhouse on the other. Matt, you would just go nuts in it as Matt Taylor from the Colts joins us. What's up, boys? Yeah, I have a I have a rule. If it swims, I don't eat it. But I'm sure it's really, really good. I don't do seafood. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm, I mean, I, no, I, I bet it's really I get, good. I bet it's really, really good. I just don't. I don't. I don't do seafood. It's a texture and smell issue for me. All seafood? I mean, I all. know a lot of people are allergic to uh, shellfish and things like that. But yeah, no, um, I'm just I'm just allergic to uh, the taste of it. I guess. Uh, I just yeah. If it. If it's in, if it's in water, if it comes from the sea, uh, it is not going in my belly. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a. Uh, um, I'm very much a carnivore. Well, luckily for you, they have got the best in uh, ribeyes and fillets and uh, pork chops. It's just uncredit. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Good now stuff. You're talking match language. Uh, well, we. <laughs> I, your dad's been in there. I, uh, before I, I believe, uh, yeah, or maybe he hasn't. 
but how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys doing? Cannot complain. Uh, we've got an NFL game tonight with the Vikings and uh, uh, Philly. And I was just talking that uh, I was a little surprised that Philly is a only a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, but that's because they have three guys out uh, tonight, uh, important guys with uh, running back, a quarterback, and a safety. Um, so I'm sure that impacts them a little bit. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And we're getting to that time of year where, I tell you what, it, it seems like it takes forever for football to get back, right? You got training camp, and then you got preseason games, and then we have like this little – processes along the way where you we think we're back and we're, we're, we're not truly back until labor day right and then you got the roster uh decisions and then week one hits and then once you start once you start playing games like it's just like this onslaught of football that doesn't stop right then you got monday night then you got thursday night and then you got a full slate on sunday sunday night so it's like it's it's this avalanche, and, and here we are. We, we finally made it, and now we have to be careful what we wish for because football's going to be here nonstop, you know, seemingly 24-7 until, uh, you know, until February with the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, that's what we love is, is to kind of like this rinse, rinse, wash, and repeat cycle of, you know, you, the, the, the previous week is over Monday night. You put that game to bed, certainly an eventful game with the Rogers situation on Monday and then week two is already here on Thursday night. Uh, yes. And, uh, last week, Anthony Richardson had, uh, his, his breakout debut. Uh, I wouldn't exactly can't call it a breakout, but, uh, it was, he, he managed to get through it and look good for most of it actually. And it's, it's kind of hard. That first game has got to be for a, a rookie quarterback. I mean, that's got to be like swimming out with a bunch of nurse sharks. And I say nurse sharks because they're usually not going to attack you, but you're going to be nervous if you're swimming in a pool of sharks regardless. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's kind of how it was. But he, he, for the most part, he looked good. No, he did. I mean, he completed 65% of his passes. He had a rushing touchdown. He had a throwing score. Um, you know, what, what you're trying to avoid is just those lulls, those inconsistencies. And to your point, I mean, it's his first start. It's, it's the first time he's ever been out there in a live NFL regular season game, right? Gone is training camp, gone are preseason games. He's not wearing the red jersey anymore. Um, but unfortunately, you know, what happened to the Colts is they tied the game on the first drive of the third quarter. But then after that, um, they went on a little bit of a valley uh, or went down a valley, I should say, right? They went. Um, their next five possessions uh, did not result in any points. They did not result in any first downs. Uh, those five possessions only amassed 16 plays, um, and they didn't score another offensive point the rest of the game after they scored a touchdown on that Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, screen. And, and again, that was the first drive of, of the third quarter. So, you know, you're trying to find you know some more consistency. Um, you know, the Jaguars did a nice job playing defense. You know, they, they kept things in front of them. They played primarily a, a zone coverage scheme, a couple of safeties back deep to prevent the big plays from Anthony Richardson. Obviously, the running game didn't hold up their end of the bargain for the Colts. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson had 40 yards rushing. He was their leading rusher. Uh, Colts running backs combined for uh, 16 carries and 25 yards. That's obviously just not going to get the job done when you're rushing for for well under, you know, two yards per carry, you got to be much better on third and fourth down. 
you know, on those money downs combined, the Colts were three for 17. And that's under 20%. That's not going to get the job done either. And in, on half of the Colts' uh, 12 third down conversions, uh, six of them were third and eight or longer. So got to be better up front. You got to be better on first and second down. And you just need to find some more consistency to find some bigger plays uh, within the offense. Again, Jacksonville did a good job defending the Colts, taking away the big plays. Um, but when Anthony Richardson did test the, the middle of the field, if you will, like pushing the ball down the field, that's where the uh, inaccuracies came. But listen, for, for his first game, um, I thought it was very impressive. And the fact that the Colts were in the game, and quite frankly, you know, you could argue could have won the game, should have won the game. They're up 21 to 17 with about 10 minutes to go. They punt. Uh, they had that back-breaking uh, return allowed by Jamal Agnew. I, I, I fully believe that if the Colts cover that punt and get him down inside the 10-yard line, which would have been the case, I think the Colts go on and win that game. But that punt return changed everything. Um, and so the Colts go from leading 21-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter to down 31-21 in the blink of an eye. I mean, the, the Jaguars scored two touchdowns in the span of one minute and six seconds of NFL football time in the fourth quarter. So, you know, you come away from that game thinking, you know, you're encouraged but also disappointed at the same time, which those two things, you know, rarely intersect in sports. But considering it was the first game for Shane Steichen, the first game for Anthony Richardson, and uh, you're playing maybe one of the best teams in the AFC, certainly maybe the best team in the AFC South, I think you come away from that game feeling good but also disappointed at the same time. Justin. Matt, what were your impressions? What, what, what were your impressions of the? Because when I when I look at that game, and you look at the statistically from the run perspective, obviously they're not getting it done up front in the in the run block. But Pro Football Focus has ranked the Colts from week one as one of the top ten offensive lines in terms of um, pressures allowed from that game. And I think that's probably right. The more important statistic you want to keep Anthony Richardson, the face of your upright, you want to keep him. Uh, healthy. And so it, it just seems like maybe there's some growing pains there. Maybe they're better in pass block, run block. What what did you see from the offensive line? I know that was a big issue for the Colts last season. Yeah, no, that's right. And I think that's fair. I mean, it's certainly it's a, it's a vast improvement and it's only one game. So it's a small sample size, right. but you know, considering what happened last year and we talked about this ad nauseum, I mean, when you go four twelve and one last year, if you really want to boil down the season to, you know, 30 seconds, it's what happened to the offensive line. The offensive line giving up 60 sacks and not being able to account for, you know, free blitzers and rushers. Um, that was a problem all season long. That wasn't a problem in this game on Sunday. So they have fixed it again in a, in a, in a short sample size. But you know, consistency is the name of the game. There, I, I was just disappointed that you know the the running game wasn't more fruitful for the Colts in this game. You know, Deion Jackson obviously had a very forgettable game. I mean, he was, you know, uh, less than well, less than two yards per carry. Um, he had those two lost fumbles. Um, I, I just didn't think the running game. I mean, certainly, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it would have been with with uh, Jonathan Taylor. And they they didn't have Zach Moss on Sunday either, still dealing with a broken arm. Um, but I, I just thought it would be better. And you know, so disappointing there. I think even more disappointing is you know a couple times the Colts had fourth and and short fourth and inches. And they came up empty. And when you've got a quarterback like 
like Anthony Richardson, who's built the way he is. I mean, six foot four, six foot five, two fifty five, two sixty, um, to come away, um, you know, stalemated on that play, you know, on fourth and inches. That that was disappointing to see. So, um, you know, I don't think it's going to change uh, Shane Steichen's philosophy. I don't think it's going to change his approach on fourth down. But that's something they they've got to get cleaned up. Again, situational football was just really lacking for the Colts in this first game. Um, but fourth down uh, opportunities when it's fourth and short and you've got bigger bodies than they do and still come away up and come away empty, um, that was that was hard to see. But, um, you know, it, it's also, too, if you point to the offensive line, you know, again, it's a, it's a short sample size. But, you know, generally speaking, the Colts were trying to attack that Jaguar front in the running game in a similar way that they did last year. And it just didn't work, right? A lot of zone blocking. Um, there wasn't a lot of gap control. There wasn't just a general push up front by the offensive line. That's that's something I'm going to be waiting to see uh, coming up this weekend, week two on Sunday against the Texans. Is you know are are the Colts going to be more creative and versatile and, and a little bit more, um, you know, I, I just use the word creative again in their run blocking scheme because last year the Colts got a steady dose of that double sink defense right when the when the defensive tackles pinch in you know some people call it the bear defense the Colts last year just never were able to figure that out and it was kind of like they were just banging their head against the wall and I want to see some different approaches to block that up Um, some different runs called some different ways to block those runs Um, I think that's going to be kind of an underlying storyline going into this game because it's a copycat league like I said, it happened to the Colts all last year, and I wouldn't be shocked at all to see the Texans kind of duplicate that again uh, on Sunday against the Colts. D'Amico Ryan's a really good defensive coordinator. He's going to, you know, just see what works. And until the Colts, you know, prove that they can run the ball effectively against that type of front in a different way, you're going to continue to see it. And, you know, I, I, would, I would definitely think that's going to be part of the game plan for Houston this weekend. Well, and Vegas has set this game as almost, a, a, I guess, less than a coin flip because the Colts are, are a one-point road dog. Uh, so anything less than three points, man, they're not, they're not confident in Houston. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, it's when, when both of these teams, um, you know, kind of stand up, it's like looking at each other in the mirror with, you know, rookie head coaches, rookie quarterbacks, uh, some new coordinators, um, and you've got, uh, you know, some fresh faces in the draft, fresh faces in free agency. Both teams last week struggled to run the ball. I don't think either team had a, a running back last week that went over 40 yards rushing. Uh, both teams on defense struggled in the red zone. Uh, both teams struggled in situational football, like I said. So, um, you know, the Texans are going through some growing pains, just like the Colts. And that's why I think this is a, a really big game for both teams because, yeah, it's a division game. But it's early in the season, and what you don't want to do is go down 0-2. And, and, you know, I'm kind of a stat dork, and the numbers are when you go – when you start an 0-2 season in the NFL, since 1990, 0-2 teams go on to make the playoffs less than 12% of the time. Um, so it's not, it's not a debilitating, you know, start. It, it has been done before. It certainly is not impossible. But what you don't want to do is go 0-2, and, and you don't want to go 0-2 inside the AFC South because the easiest way – to make the playoffs is to win your division. And the Colts have really struggled in the AFC South here as of late. I think they're 1-6-1 and one, dating back to 2021 
against the division. Obviously, last Sunday's game was uh, a setback in the AFC South. And um, if they lose coming up this weekend, which knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But if they lose to the Texans this weekend, that'll be four straight losses for the Colts in the AFC South, which will tie their longest losing streak in the division since it was formed in 2002. So that kind of speaks to two things. I mean, obviously they've, they've had struggles here lately, but also I think the bigger thing is they've just dominated this division in years past, but that's not the case. Since Andrew Luck retired, you know, the AFC South has been kind of a, a hot mess for the Colts to navigate and they're trying to get back to their winning ways. I think this is a really big game, even though it's week two, it's still very much early in the season. I think this is a monster game for the Colts. Absolutely. Um, and I look around the league, uh, other games, uh, Pittsburgh is at home and they are a two point underdog at home to Cleveland. When has that ever happened? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's another, you talk about division game right there. I mean, it, it might be time to listen. It's, it's, it's early, but it might be time to thinking about, you know, Deshaun Watson playing at the level in which he did in 2021, I mean, they beat the you-know-what out of the Cincinnati Bengals and, and took everybody by surprise with that last Sunday. Um, this, this is the NFL. I, I know I'm going to get, you know, I'm, I'm going to get very redundant here, but, like, this league, like, the margin for error in this league, it is razor, razor thin. And I say it all the time, your team and my team are pretty much constructed the exact same way outside of, like, 10 guys, Right. The NFL, I mean, look at it, um, you know, look at, at the game on Sunday against the Colts, the Jaguars. You know, I, I think they've got a good roster, but what separates them from the Colts are their top players, right? Their top players are Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, um, and, and uh, Evan Ingram, right? And I just mentioned all of their skilled players on offense. Those are their best players. Well, what do their best players do? They made plays. In the fourth quarter, ETN with a touchdown. Uh, Lawrence completed 75% of his passes. Zay Jones had a ridiculous catch in the end zone. So I know it's hyperbole, but you know, are, are my best players better than your best players? And unfortunately, the Jaguars' best players kind of trumped the Colts um, in this last game in week number one. And like again, the parity in the NFL, like that's that's why the league is so popular and and I think partly, I mean, certainly fantasy football and gambling and all that. But, I mean, there, there's so much parity in this league, and every fan base has hope going into the season because, you know, every year you've got the draft, you've got free agency, and you can tweak your roster to compete right away, and it happens every year. Yeah, there, there, you said something a long time ago to me that I have just not forgotten, that four new teams make the playoffs in the NFL every year. And as I was looking over – uh, and, and it doesn't matter if you're betting or not, but I'm looking over all the spreads. I'm sitting here just shocked at the amount of of home dogs this week. And I'm like, wow, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, New England is a freaking home dog? Or, or, what the hell's going on? I'm like, this is the NFL. That's not like that in college, man. No. So uh, yeah. it's the, the parody is there, and it's awesome. Matt, uh, what's coming up next for you, brother? Obviously the game. Yeah, just getting ready. I mean, we got our we've got tons of weekly content uh, every single day, every single week. Um, so check us out on our podcast channels. Just search Colts on, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube, uh, Colts.com. You can check us out. So podcast, radio shows, and then getting ready for the game. So 
you know, like I said, it's Groundhog's Week, man. It's rinse, wash, repeat. And uh, we're here every Sunday, every week for, you know, the next 16, 17 weeks. We appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Be good. See you, Dustin. Matt Taylor, the Indianapolis Colts, joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Brought to you by a Chop Shop Market and Table, Deli, Bakery, and Steakhouse. They've got everything you need. We're back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Wow Food Group is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Allery, or an authentic Italian meal at Cabello. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting wowfoodgroup.com or download the Wow Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Make Feast Market Cellar your next stop. Located next to Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson and Rogers, Feast makes everything from scratch every day with all natural ingredients, including locally sourced eggs and meats. The menus are inspired by the seasons, and Feast also has a large and versatile wine selection to go with any meal and a knowledgeable staff to assist. Enjoy an in-house dining experience you won't forget or place an order for takeout. Part of the Wild Food Group, the staff at Feast has a passion for creative food and great service that they are waiting to share with you. Come visit Feast Market and Cellar. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouthwatering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh home-cooked nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. That's GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Food Group.
This segment is brought to you by Remax Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pros team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio, coming to you high atop the 18th fairway of the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this beautiful Thursday. Man, I went out yesterday finally. I, uh, uh, I've been in this this chair for like eight, nine hours a day I, uh, for the past week, it seems like. Just can't get uh, get going or get out of it to stop working. But look at look at Mr. Speaking of uh, the Gambler book I'm reading, Phil Mickelson, look, he just showed up. What's up, Phil, Lefty? Yeah. yeah, I'll put 50 bucks on this interview that's going to be no good. So you want to <laughs> hear about my morning? <laughs> I have to tell you about my morning. I wake up about, I don't know, a half hour ago because I knew I had to do the show today. And I look outside and there's a water pipe burst in my driveway. It's gushing water. I got water all over my driveway. I mean, like a foot deep. I got water. I've got uh, water in the street. My, my driveway is completely ruined. So I've been calling the city. And the city's going to come out and fix the damn thing. That's why I was late because I was on hold with city employees. Do you know how lucky you are that 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 this is not January? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I remember I, I was living down actually in Louisville at one time, and uh, I think there was a fire across the the way, and just from putting that fire out. They had to shut the damn road down for like three days because of the ice. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it was nuts. Uh, but glad you got that problem fixed. I'm glad it happened in August if it was going to happen. I guess. Uh, maybe it, I'm sure well, it was September. Uh, or September, rather. Yeah. We've, Whatever um, is. When September comes. Uh, so it water, at least it watered all your petunias for you. Exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll be getting a new driveway here soon. I would, I would think, courtesy of the city of Carmel and Mayor Jim Brainerd. Well, very, very, very kind. Of <laughs> uh, we just finished up with Matt Taylor. Appropriately, yeah. uh, your latest piece out, of course, on Anthony Richardson's. Don't forget musings of an old sports writer from BobKravitz.substack.com. How about that? I got it memorized for the first time. Dude, fantastic. Dang, got it. I love it. Yeah, don't forget that. BobKravitz.substack.com. You have a steel trap for a mind. (laughs) Yeah, like a mouse. Uh, But, uh, yeah, make sure you check that out. The content is often, and uh, it's good. Uh, So make sure you you pull into that. Anthony, you've been following the Colts intently. Uh, We just got off with Matt Taylor, like I said. And and something I noticed – and it doesn't matter if you're a gambler or not, but I just use this for, for reference, but the Colts are a freaking road favorite at Houston. No way. After, after, yes. After. I know, I, I know it's true. Cause I heard. No, I no, saw... no. I'm sorry. They're a one point dog. Oh, they're a dog. I thought they were a favorite. No, no, no. 
They are favored. They're negative one. They're minus one at right. Houston. Houston's getting a point at no home. Way. And that's not even a coin toss to me. That That's Vegas saying, yeah, I feel a bit better about – I feel two points better about the Colts because normally it's a three-point home right. advantage. Right. Um, that surprises me, man. Shocks uh, me. Now, Houston looked terrible in their opener, their offensive line. Poor C.J. Stroud was uh, under siege. From what I understand, I obviously didn't see the game because I, I had another game to watch. But uh, <clears throat> he did not look good. Um, well, I don't want to say he didn't look good. He he couldn't he couldn't look good because, like I say, he was under siege like Andrew Luck back in the day. Um, and I thought Anthony Richardson looked very passable. You know, very he looked good. Um, but no, I would certainly take. Uh, I would take just about any team in this league not named Arizona to beat the Colts at this point. Uh, well, Vegas is uh, disagreeing with you on that one, and I understand why because I, I saw the same thing. It's uh, a lot of struggling teams right now around the league that are not in that situation. New England, uh, not kind of there. Uh, what's going to happen with the Jets? What a what a sad oh, – yeah. Did that suck? I mean, I'm not a Jets fan at all. I'm not anti-Jets, but they're like the Cubs of of the NFL. Yeah, uh, the Cubs won the World Series a couple of decades ago. These guys haven't won since '69. Yeah, I, I immediately, I immediately texted my brother-in-law Doug, who's a Jersey guy and a huge Jets fan. I said, uh, "Hey, man." I need to interview you uh, for my story on Jets fandom because I he is a nuts Jets fan, and he said no bleeping comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, uh, I, when I watch Monday Night Football, I only watch the Manning cast. I, I don't watch the regular broadcast. Uh, I have no interest in. It. I love listening to those guys, but they had John McEnroe on, who had interviewed. Um, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers prior to it, and they did a, an interview about it. And on, he was, he had him believing. He he said, you know, he was all into New York, uh, and they had him on the front half of the Manning cast. I wish they'd have had him on the second half uh, because at least he would have got to see the win. But they get him on, and and he said that you know they were talking about things, but he said my wife has said, you know, I can never say you cannot be serious again. You know, don't ever utter that word, that, that phrase. He goes, but when Aaron Rodgers went down, he goes, I would go, you cannot be serious. <laughs> and so, uh, but I bet he said it one more time at the end of the game when they ran that damn punt back. Uh, that game was the biggest opening and closing shocker uh, NFL game I've ever seen. Yeah, but It, it took um, you on, on an emotional ride, that's for sure. I mean, you know, they're, they they say it's now Zach Wilson's team. I'll tell you what, I would I would kick the tires on Tom Brady, see what his situation is because I know he's got. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I he's he's got partial ownership with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, so that that could be a potential obstacle. But I'll tell you the guy they they need to go after, Jacoby Brissett. He is a backup right now elsewhere. I forget what team he's I've with. heard that name before. That name sounds oddly familiar. Yeah. And Jacoby Brissett, to me, is the best option. Matt Ryan is done. Joe Flacco is done. Um, all these guys that they're talking about are done, okay? Jacoby Brissett still has good football in him, and I think he can lead the Jets to the playoffs. 
I think the Jets are that good, especially what about, especially defensively. What about Dustin Shooty? <clears throat> well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he could pass a physical. I could not. Uh, I would be. I would break Aaron Rodgers' record for quickest injury in NFL history. <laughs> it, would take, it would take me one play to hurt, and that would just be from a handoff. Well, I, I'd worry about you during the national anthem straining a hamstring <laughs> or something. That would be that'd be ugly. Yeah, that would. Be I think I'd be like that. The little giants. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but before uh, the game start or before they, you know, play that pickup game, the kid just starts limping on the injured list. That would yeah. be me, just trying to get out of the game. Not going to be in uniform. I'm going to be in street clothes on the sideline. You'll be you'll be like on the Jonathan Taylor pup list. Except yeah. Well, okay. The difference being, you'll really be hurt. I will. I exactly. I will really be hurt. Well, I wanted to ask this. Uh, does Jonathan Taylor's situation fall based on the Colts' running ability in that game against Jacksonville, or is it still the same because of, of the running back market? Yeah, I just think that the Colts are dug in. Uh, I don't think that, you know, if, if they haven't come come across with an offer by now, they're not going to. Um, so I, I think the ball is really in, in Taylor's court. You know, what happens three games from now when he comes off the pup list? Because he's got to start thinking about playing. Um, you know, he's going to get fined. He may get suspended by the Colts if he refuses to to uh, to show up and, and practice. So I think potentially this thing could get a whole lot uglier before it gets better. Now, I think the Colts are hoping that with the October 31st trade deadline, the teams will look at themselves – in the mirror and say, you know what? We're just a running back away. You know, maybe the Miami Dolphins, as an example. Yeah. Um, they may say, you know, we're pretty damn good. We have a chance to win a Super Bowl, and we're, we're willing to overpay a little bit for a guy who's the quality of Jonathan Taylor. I think they're counting on that. Well, are, are the Colts well, I, are the Colts in a situation where – they don't think that Anthony Richardson's best football is going to match up with Jonathan Taylor's best football. Like that to me is the situation. They think that if they were, if they were a contender right now, I feel like this would not be an issue. I the agree. fact that they know that they're going to take some time. They probably think we're not going to pay a guy to get us yards so we can go seven and 10. Right. Right. I mean, look without Jonathan Taylor, they're a three win team with Jonathan Taylor. Maybe they're a five win team, six win team. And sure. winning is not the idea this year. I know you played to win the game, yada, yada, yada. Thank you, Herm Edwards. But uh, I just I just don't think – I think this entire season is about developing young Mr. Richardson. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they're putting even more pressure on him by making him play football with the likes of Zach Moss, Jake Funk, um, you know, uh, Evan Hall – people like that, uh, Deion Jackson. So um, I, I, I just don't think winning football games is really paramount for this Colts team right now. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the game this weekend to seeing if they if there's been uh, the growth between week one and week two. A lot of coaches say that's when you make a great deal of improvement. Uh, his first game, what, what did he learn? And uh, we will certainly find out. 
We've got to take a break. Uh, I'm not sure if you have a few extra minutes when we come back to talk about uh, you or not, but uh, Bob Kravitz with us here on Indiana Sports Speed Radio. Another hour coming up after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Formerly BB's Chop Shop Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house. No matter where you live, golf season is in full swing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, and they have a sweet deal for all returning students, no matter where you go to school. At the Golf Club at Eagle Point, students can play for the rest of 2023 for just $299. That's right, play as many rounds as you like for just $299. That's better than a birdie. But you don't have to be a student to play at Eagle Point. Go online to set your tee time or call 812-824-4040. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Make Feast Market Cellar your next stop. Located next to Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson and Rogers, Feast makes everything from scratch every day with all natural ingredients, including locally sourced eggs and meats. The menus are inspired by the seasons, and Feast also has a large and versatile wine selection to go with any meal and a knowledgeable staff to assist. Enjoy an in-house dining experience you won't forget or place an order for takeout. Part of the Wild Food Group, the staff at Feast has a passion for creative food and great service that they are waiting to share with you. Come visit Feast Market and Cellar. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Rebesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's MyStoneCrestLiving.com for more details. This segment is brought to you by Feast Market and Cellar. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. 
Indiana Sports Beat Radio with you, Jim Coyle here, Dustin Judy, and we're joined by the great Bob Kravitz from bobkravitz.substock.com. Make sure you go there, subscribe, sign up, get Bob's content on the Colts, the Pacers, and Indiana, Purdue, uh, Notre Dame, whatever the story is, Bob goes, baby. There He's am. there. It could be, it could be your neighbor. You never know. Uh, not likely, but no, not damn likely. My, my neighbor is from Azerbaijan and doesn't know if a football is stuffed or, or, uh, or <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'll be writing about my neighbor unless he fixes my busted pipe. Oh, he might. Uh, we have, uh, uh, Fozan Masri who, who, uh, is always checking us out from, uh, Amon Jordan. Nice. So nice. hey, got got that going for us, which is nice. Um, before I get to the uh, football and basketball for this weekend in college, I, I've been, I'm halfway through the Gambler, the book, man. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed it. Everybody thinks it's got all Phil Mickelson stuff. Is I just got to the Phil Mickelson part, and I'm I'm over halfway through the book. Um. It's not a going to be a big part of the book, but it's just, man, there's just so, this dude has led a life. Let me tell you. Led a life. Yeah. And yeah, apparently he's not quite the uh, fine gentleman that uh, he's been portrayed to be, to be, you know, is that right? Yeah. I mean that, yeah, he, He's let a couple of people out to dry, including the author of the book. Uh, was it Walters? Is that the guy's name? Billy Walters. Yeah. Walters, yeah. So, uh, but can, can you imagine? Now, how did, what happened? Where? I, uh, what was the deal with the author? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm not 100% sure, but the author is very upset at, uh, at Phil because he. Uh, oh, at Phil. At Phil. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, I thought you were talking about the Billy Walters. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. I haven't had my coffee yet. They're too busy worrying about my busted. Oh, yeah. Billy Walters makes no bones about <laughs> Phil Mickelson. He and he actually says that he's not being as harsh as he possibly could. Uh, but Phil absolutely caused him to go to prison. Prison. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 He, just, uh, just because he didn't tell the damn truth. Right. Yeah. Nice guy. Uh, yeah, he, it's just, yeah, it's crazy, but it is worth the read. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, this weekend, college football, of course, Indiana, Indianapolis, you'll be there as they take on Louisville, a game. They're a 10 point underdog in, um, and that may be accurate because people haven't seen enough of Indiana yet. Their defense is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense looks like it's, it could be okay, but you just don't know yet. You've got a quarterback who's not tested, who has not been tested really at all. Uh, Ohio state doesn't count. He didn't get to play nearly as much in that game. He, he plays against the JV team the next week and destroys them. Um, this week it's going to be, you know, for real. I think he's capable of it. He has some good pieces around him. It's going to come down to play calling, uh, Indiana doing their job on offense, not making stupid penalty mistakes and, and penalties. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty much the same way for them every week. The the question I have is with Taven, uh, you know, are they going to be more run centric? 
Uh, I know in that opening game, they were super conservative. They didn't do anything. They were just trying to keep it close. I think this is the game that will tell us what Indiana is all about. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think I, I think this is the game that is going to be the most telling. And, and t- it will show us where they're headed this season. Oh, there's no doubt, uh, Dustin, that I, I, and I've said this for weeks. This is, this is the game that, that determines, to me, Indiana's season. Uh, and, I, and Dustin disagrees with me, but I, I think that they have to win this game. It's not that they're, they don't have the chances afterwards, but their chances are much more minimized if they do not win this game because now you, you've won one. Uh, well, you've already lost one of your uh, non-con games. You'll, you, you'll end up going two and one with those, but that's, that's not good enough because you still have to now beat uh, five Big Ten teams. Um, or four, I guess, just to become bowl eligible uh, if you only get those two wins. But those you, four wins. Are... Can't hear you, Dustin. You're de- you're muted. Dustin's muted, thank goodness. But we cannot hear you, brother. But uh, we keep trying. And uh, as soon as we hear you, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. But uh, Can you hear me now? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, unfortunately, Weird. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was I think John did that on purpose. Well, I think if even if they lose to Louisville, they're going to be two and two on September twenty third because they they're going to be Akron. And then you look at the schedule. Let's let's throw out and say they're going to lose to Michigan and Penn State. So that that puts them at Rutgers, Maryland, Illinois. Michigan State's going through a coaching change. Purdue hasn't looked great. Yeah, but still all those four, games are later. All those games win. are later in the season. All those teams are going to continue to get better. So you're not going to catch those teams then the way they are now. Of course, Indiana will get better too. But I just think it's important to win this game for a lot of different reasons. Uh, perception: Indiana just bought their way out of the series. Um, so you got there's that to deal with. But it's just the confidence that they would get by winning a game, A, that they're not supposed to win, um, number one, and to show that they are legit. Uh, at the very least, they have got to make this this a close game. I agree. I, I'm sorry. I was, I was grabbing my Diet Coke. Uh, oh, that's – Diet Coke, it's for winners. Uh, <laughs> Closers, baby. Yeah, I got an empty coffee cup. I know, I know. See my Chad Powers, baby. Chad, Chad Powers. Powers, very nice, very nice. Yeah, Chad no, Powers. I think. Look, I, I mean, I agree with with Dustin to a degree. I, I I just think this is a game that's gonna. It may not determine their game, but it may determine the trajectory of their season. You know, I don't know who the hell knows. I mean, it's just it. It's a game they they can win. I, I'm sure they'd love to beat uh, to beat Brom. You know, I, I thought Louisville looked pretty good against – I think they start open against Georgia Tech, right? Yep. Yes. I, I watched that game. They they allowed a bunch uh, – like 28 points in the second quarter, but yeah. they were managed to come back and win somehow. Right. Uh, so that's another thing. They were tested early, had to come back in the second half. So they've, they've, they've already been tested mentally. Then they go out and destroy a, a Murray State team like Indiana, went out and destroyed Indiana State. 
Uh, and Indiana was tested early, but the defensively that's good, but offensively it was too yeah. split. Yeah. Uh, I, I would rather have seen the starting quarterback in this game have had all the snaps, uh, especially since he's a rookie. Uh, but it is what it is. Indiana does have some really nice pieces on offense, Bob. I mean, yeah. of course, it starts and finishes. It starts with Jalen Lucas, who, if they use him properly, like getting him outside the tackle, getting him out and getting the ball out in space, man, the dude's dangerous. That's all yeah. there is to it. Uh, you just don't know what's going to happen, and. And he was very elusive. I do. I like to watch him run because he's got this little stop and just go thing. And buddy, if you stop with him, you're toast. Yeah, he's he's a special athlete. He. Uh, I, I. I'm trying to think back to the last time Indiana had a guy like him. Maybe maybe you guys know. I'm. Kevin Randall Coleman L. probably. What's that? Uh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin, Tevin Coleman, Coleman was. Devin Coleman was a bad man. Every time he touched the ball, yeah. he he led the nation in touchdown runs of over 80 yards, 70 yards, 60 yards, 50 yards, and everything that year. That dude was crazy. By the way, thank God that Indiana got him before the transfer portal era because he'd have been gone Ooh. in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Ooh, absolutely. Uh, on the basketball side of things, Bob, I know that it, uh, it's not at the top of your list right now, but lots of recruiting going on. The coaches are out visiting. I, I mentioned that uh, uh, Mike Woodson and John Calipari were both in New York, stepping at New York to speak at a uh, New York uh, coaches uh, deal. And it's where Boogie Fland, who's a five-star, the, the top point guard in the country, goes to school. It's kind of down between Indiana and Kentucky. And wow. that's been a while since those two have really battled for a, a top recruit. Indiana is getting into these battles. They've been in them with Kansas and, and they've been up here. They've got, they're in with all of these elite players and they've all got visits. They just had a weekend where Liam McNeely, Derek Queen, both five stars from Montverde were in along with their teammate Curtis Gibbons. But those are two priorities, especially Liam McNeely. And I, I think he's going to be the first domino to fall for Indiana. And with zero recruits right now, it, it, does that – do you think that kind of loosens up? Uh, yeah. Oh, kind of opens the thing up? Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. When they hired Woody, I thought, how much energy is he going to have for, for recruiting? I mean, that was my big fear. I, there's no question he knows how to coach. He knows how to inspire. He knows how to do all those things. But I was really curious – because we're the same age. We went to school at the same time at IU, you know, and, I, uh, you know, how, how much will he really be into the recruiting piece of this? And man, he's done a really nice job. I mean, he's in on all the elite players. Now the bottom line is you have to land, you got to land these guys because the, the, it's a very thin line between having a, a great uh, recruiting class and having uh, zero. Yeah, I think Dustin. To me, they without question they have to land two of these high-profile players at a minimum uh, because they've they've had a ton of them in. Uh, I mean, it's like eight of the top fifty players have have been in and they're in on. So I, I think they have to land two of them to show that they're that they are a a force in the recruiting field. Otherwise. Hell, everybody's getting one. Rutgers is getting has a 
a top-ranked recruiting class right now. So you've got to land them. Well, it's a more level playing – well, I don't know if it's – but other schools have more opportunities because you can go all in on one guy and potentially get him an NIL deal that makes it attractive right. for him to to go there, right? And then the transfer portal, obviously, if a kid's not fitting in or not playing well, you can go out and, and add to your roster that way too. But I think if Indiana wants to get back to the where they're a legitimate contender for a Big Ten championship every single season – and a legitimate every single season. They've got to land some of these kids, too. They've done a great job. Like, the first piece is getting them through the door and getting them on campus, getting them, you know, acquainted with Indiana. And we talked about Archie Miller did not do a good job about going outside the state. But I think that if Indiana – like, it is the next piece. If you want to – if you want to – live up to and get Indiana picture, which I think they're, I do think they're getting back into that conversation. You do have to start landing some of these players and then you got to, you got to develop them. I mean, it's early in, in Mike Woodson's tenure. We're going to see what this offense looks like um, without uh, Trace Jackson Davis and, and race Thompson kind of being the center points. It's going to be interesting, but they've, they've got to land some more elite talent. I'll disagree with you. What's up, Bob? No, I, I was gonna. What um, uh, what's going on with Xavier Johnson? Is, is, did he get? I, I thought maybe. I oh, missed. he's back. He's he's, he's back. good to go. Oh no, he's back at one hundred percent. What I was gonna say is I'm gonna disagree with uh, Dustin, um, but I forgot what I was disagreeing with. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you What did you say? What did I? I said a lot of things. I always well, say a lot of things. What did you start? What did you start with? They got to land. They got to land a couple of these guys oh, to compete for a big. Well, oh, no, I know what I was going to ask. How important, Bob? Oh, I know. It's it's no longer early in Woody's career, and because college basketball, especially with the portal, oh. has has shrunk. You're going into year three now, um, and it's 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 yes. People are expecting. Yeah, that. But- I was going to ask Bob, what do you think going into year three? Uh, where does Indiana – Indiana has, needs to be making the second round of the tournament. They, they should have made it last year, uh, to be honest with you. That that should have happened last season. Uh, they got pumped by a mighty team. And what's that? Because they got to – you mean the second weekend? Because they got to the second round. Second weekend. They've got to get to the second weekend. Winning, winning a first game is – who cares? You're beating Lehigh. Uh, you've – or or losing to uh, who did team? Who did Purdue lose to? <laughs> oh, to uh, uh, fairly fairly Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But you, you've got to get to the second weekend and and have a shot to go further than that. Now, I mean, that's not just for the fans. That's for getting landing these players. Right, right. I mean, they. This is a really key time. I mean, they, they've got to they've got to take that next step. And it's definitely time, and he's got to bring in the kinds of players who can, who can, um, you know, get them there. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I like uh, we hear good things about Mbako and the other kid they brought in, but you know, let's see where they go. Absolutely, that chime you heard was means our time is up with Bob. He's got to go, but we greatly appreciate him. Make sure you're. You reach out to bobkravitz.substack.com for all of his con- content. It is great. Uh, I am a subscriber. 
I don't know my subscriber number like JD Campbell does. How do I find out my subscriber number? Because I I was like, how the hell does he know what his subscriber number is? I go, I just, I just subscribed. Well, Um, that's that's all you need to know. You just go in your email every day or every couple of days. And there it is. My, my music. You don't have to, don't worry. It's there. Trust me. All right. Good deal. Appreciate you, buddy. Bob Kravitz. Bob Kravitz. Substack.com. We've got Chris Denary coming up next. We'll be back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Wow Food Group is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Allery, or an authentic Italian meal at Cabello. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting wowfoodgroup.com or download the Wow Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello Restaurant, is locally owned and operated. Lost from a previous staple of Bloomington, the Function Brewery, Metalworks is the culmination of a passion for craft beer, food, custom metal art. Check out their custom Metalworks growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has your favorite beers and the foods to go with them in a relaxing, comfortable environment. Or you can find Metalworks beer at all the Wild Food Group restaurants. Cup taste what Dr. Hops has brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Make Feast Market Cellar your next stop. Located next to Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson and Rogers, Feast makes everything from scratch every day with all natural ingredients, including locally sourced eggs and meats. The menus are inspired by the seasons, and Feast also has a large and versatile wine selection to go with any meal and a knowledgeable staff to assist. Enjoy an in-house dining experience you won't forget or place an order for takeout. Part of the Wild Food Group, the staff at Feast has a passion for creative food and great service that they are waiting to share with you. Come visit Feast Market and Cellar. Formerly BB's Chop Shop Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house no matter where you live. 
This segment is brought to you by K-Bello. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday. It's September 14th from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, high atop the 18th fairway. Please welcome aboard the man uh, from the Pacers, Chris Denary, fresh off of uh, a well-earned vacation down on the east coast um yeah. nice little spot did you get to, you know the one thing i always want to do and then forget and scramble to do is get to some seafood uh did you have plenty of seafood or are you like our friend matt taylor who refuses to eat anything from the ocean oh no no i no i'm, I'm gonna eat seafood uh we had a we had a wonderful time we had a week we had a great house. We had a pool. We were uh, steps away from the beach. Uh, so we did a lot of cooking in our kitchen, but we did go out. There's a place called Frank's uh, on Pauly's Island. That's a fabulous place. We went there one night. Uh, so, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was the first time that all nine of us have been together. Uh, that's my wife and I, our three sons, two daughter-in-laws and two grandsons. So uh, we had a great time. Uh, in fact, my wife is still down in South Carolina. Uh, she's going to be down there until the end of October uh, watching our two-month-old grandson. So it's just me and the two dogs here as I get ready for my 18th NBA season. So I'm planning on flying down to see my son, daughter-in-law, grandson, my wife, uh, probably October 7th. Uh, the Pacers have two preseason road games that we will not do on TV. So I'll try to get away for three or four days. And uh, I don't I don't think I'm going to my wife is not going to be back here at home until like Halloween. So uh, she wow. is. Yeah, it's I'm like bachelor again. It's like uh, back in my days. <laughs> try WY radio in Columbus. You know, here was my meal every day, and it's probably what I'm doing. Well, now, though, I, I go out. When I, when I was a 22-year-old living in Columbus, Indiana, my first job, every day, I swear, I had a ham sandwich, Lay's potato <laughs> chips, and cottage cheese. I mean, that was it. I mean, uh, now, now it's like, okay, what fast food do I want today? Where, do I want to go to Culver's? Uh, do I want to go to Panera? Do I want to go to Chick-fil-A? So, uh, uh, or you can, oh, you're in Indianapolis, so I can't, uh, if you were in Bloomington, I would recommend a host of places. Oh yeah. No question. But, uh, uh, since we're combining two of my favorite things, basketball and restaurant, I had to tell Chris may already know about this, but when I lived in Orlando, there is a great place. So I don't know how much time you get to go explore things when you're on the road, probably depends on the schedule and things like that. But if you get a chance when you are in Orlando, because you're also a golf fan, yeah. Vines Grill and Wine Bar. Okay. And Dr. I think it's actually located in the fountains of it is a fantastic uh steakhouse. Okay. And they even got an Arnold Palmer room. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar, my schedule. I go to Orlando one time this year. And I will be there on Saturday, March the 9th, and Sunday, March the 10th. 
Sounds like a good place the night before. That's right around it, uh, conference tournament time, I think. So would that yeah. be a good place to go watch games? You know what? Actually, so they've got – it's kind of like separated. It would be – imagine if you combine St. Elmo's Steakhouse with Harry and Izzy's. Okay. So like one side of St. El- one side of – or maybe even just St. Elmo's because there's one side of it where it's just the TVs. There's nothing. But there is like just around the corner a bar area where you can – where they got a couple different TVs. It's yeah. a really good place. It's a really fun place. Um, but that is, that's, that was one of my favorite places to go. I try to treat myself to a nice steak once a year. And when I lived in Orlando, that is always where I would hit up. So All right, that sounds if, you good. T- if you get time, I would check it out. I, I will make a note of that. That will be on my docket. That is during the month of March when the Pacers play 10 of 15 games on the road. So I will be a road oh. warrior, uh, during that. You month. will be. Yeah. Yeah. And. Well, the the other thing is probably around that time. I'd have to look at the schedule, but usually the Arnold Palmer Invitational is that. I mean, I'm sure you're not going to have time to go to that, but that's usually when that is that second weekend in March. Yeah, no, you're right. By the uh, way, what I'm watching, I'll be watching golf today. PGA Tour resumes their fall, and the Reds have won three in a row and are back in the final wild card slot. Uh, you know, I'm glad you there brought you that up because I always forget to look at that. Um, and, 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 sorry, are they leading that final spot right now? The, they are tied with the Diamondbacks for the third and final wild card spot. It's Phillies, Cubs, Reds, but the Reds have the season series against the Diamondbacks. But well, yeah, that's still helps. fifteen games left, though. I think fourteen or fifteen games left. So, Red, yeah, the the Reds have a favorable schedule, but every time I look up, it seems like everybody, oh, the Reds lose to the Cardinals. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, um, but if they beat Detroit at least, or is it Detroit, I think? Yeah, they've got another game with Detroit today, and then uh, they go to the New York to play the Mets. And then next uh, week they play Minnesota, which Minnesota's uh, leading the AL Central. I think I what I what listened to Sadak last night, John Sadak, who I love as the Reds play-by-play guy, um, the three games that they play with the Twins are the only games against winning a winning team. But as you said, Jim, last hasn't week they lost two or three to the Cardinals, so that wasn't so good. Yeah, it hasn't mattered. Uh, here's the wild thing. I've said this a couple times. Uh, obviously, the, the National League Central is the second uh, – uh, one would have called it the second weakest division in baseball besides yeah. the American League Central. Yeah. But – the National League Central is poised and in position to put three teams into the damn playoffs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How does that happen? How does it work that way? I'm, I'm sitting here looking at these, and I'm like, that does not make sense. No, and, and, and the one thing, at least this year, it's a balanced schedule, so it's not like all those Central Division teams have beaten up on each other. Remember when you play like 19 games against your own division team, but now they've gone to more of a balanced schedule. So at, at least at, at least they've beaten other teams, you know, the, the Brewers and the Cubs and the Reds. Uh, yeah, that, that is, that's fascinating. You're, you're right. I mean, you look at, at the, the NL East, how strong it is, Braves, Phillies. I mean, the Mets have been a disappointment. Um, so it, here's the yeah. thing. No matter what happens for all of us who are Reds fans, we are talking about potential playoff baseball in September. 
Last year, I think you just wrote off the season in June. So that's a positive. No matter what happens, I've been highly entertained this summer. They've got a good young team, a good young roster that I I think that they can make some noise over the next few years. But right now, Dylan's Atlanta Braves are, you know, or Dustin's Atlanta Braves, I'm looking at Dylan Sin. Uh, Dustin's Atlanta Braves are one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. Oh, don't worry. We've got a host of people that come on are stinking Braves fans. Zach Osterman, <laughs> J.D. Campbell. I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Well, uh, I always I always preface this, and I always tell people this, that I am – I will admit that I've been a bit of a bandwagon Braves fan, and that's not that I only cheer for them when they're good. It's when I moved to Atlanta, I didn't when are have they any not friends. Good? I didn't know anybody. When are the Braves not good? I, I'm just saying I'm not that kind of bandwagon to Atlanta. It was my it was the easiest way to kind of assimilate myself to everybody around me. It gave me something to talk about, check out. And I'm not like I don't live or die with the Braves, but I've be, I've always been a big baseball fan, never really had a team, and it is just such part of the culture when you live in that Atlanta metro area that it just becomes contagious that I have not been, you know, a diehard Braves fan. I've kind of paid attention to him my whole life because of the Turner affiliation, always being on national TV. But um, they're a fun team to watch. Like, if, if people just like baseball, just put on the Braves because they – it is – what their lineup can do. They had eight All-Stars this year. They're setting – oh, Cotacuna is probably the MVP of the league. They're just, if you like baseball, they're a fun team to watch. No, they are. Dustin, I was going to ask you this question, you know, because we know how strong and powerful football is, you know, especially the NFL. But in Atlanta, where are the, you know, you have the Falcons and the Braves, you know, are the Braves, are the Braves number one in Atlanta over the NFL? I think so. They have to be. I think that the Falcons just hasn't had the success other than that that unbelievable choke job in the Super Bowl. I mean, I would go everybody's wearing Braves gear everywhere you go. They I mean, the World Series was one of the like just okay, so I think downtown Indianapolis in the sub playoffs and they have a chance is it it gives off one of the coolest vibes. You know, you can if you go to games there and you're downtown Indy, it is just an awesome atmosphere all around Gamebridge Fieldhouse. In Atlanta, it's the same thing, but it spreads out. It's like across the state. It is It is just kind of a buzz. Everybody's wearing Braves gear. It is so fun. Uh, and that's why, like I said, I think I think the Braves are number one. I think Georgia football probably reigns superior across the state and still in Atlanta. But in terms of professional sports, it's definitely the Braves, the Falcons. Steep decline then to the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't – there are not a lot of Hawks fans in Atlanta, but it, that's why I, like I said, that's why I became a Braves fan because everywhere you go, everybody's watching the Braves game. Braves, it is, it is just a contagious atmosphere. Well, and I think well, one of the, I think one of the things, Jim, you know, years ago when we were, you know, growing up, or you know, we're relatively the same age, is you had TBS with the Braves, you had WGN with the Cubs, and those two teams. Now the Braves. You know, when you think about Smoltz and Glavin and all that, you know, they were much better than the Cubs. But there was still a stretch there where I don't think the Braves were that good. But we didn't have all the games on television that we have now. And so 
you watch the Braves or the Cubs, right? And and right. it didn't really matter if they won or not. You just you wanted to watch. You, you got to watch live baseball on TV. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that first of all, I, I'm Ted Turner was a freaking genius. Uh, just to, for what he did with not just TBS but CNN. Uh, I mean, I mean, how long was and is CNN around the world viewed as? You know, you go back. I, I watch a lot of historical stuff, and you'll see all these terrorists. It must be on CNN. Must be on CNN. You know, it's so. Uh, man, he was ahead of the curve on that. But and it gave the Braves uh, a gigantic fan base too because. They started winning, man, and they didn't. They didn't stop. Uh, but what I was gonna, one of the things I was gonna say, getting back to looking at the standings, even from a from a basketball standpoint, when you look at these standings, uh, the, the run differential that'd be like the, the scoring differential in yeah. basketball. But the run differential has blown my mind because almost all season that National League Central had one team that was on the pop plus side. And it was always Chicago, even when they were in third and fourth. Um, they're still a plus 93 for the season. Now Milwaukee is finally 48 games to the plus side. The Reds still under. Um, but as you look around the league, other leaders, the Baltimore Orioles, they're plus 120. Tampa's plus 198. But the Houston uh, Astros are plus 121. Uh, even the Dodgers, plus 173. Then you go to Atlanta. They are plus 239. They are just destroying the ball, scoring runs, yeah. winning games, 96 wins. Uh, nobody is close to that. Baltimore is five games back of them. They've just, but I've seen that happen before. I remember way back when they were, when they had the guys that you just mentioned, Schmoltz and Glavin and all those guys. And, and I've seen them lose when I would, didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, the Reds are, as you said, minus run differential. I think they have 45 come from behind wins. So, I mean, it tells Most you. Most in the majors. Most yeah, in the majors, too. Yeah, so, it tells you they've given up a lot of runs. Their pitching staff has given up a lot of runs. They win a lot of games, you know, by a run or two runs. And then they lose a lot of games by a big margin. So, that's how that run differential gets away. But I give them a lot of credit. I mean, they needed to win these last two games against Detroit, and they eked out a pair of run one-run games. And so we'll see what happens down the stretch. Like I said, uh, I'm very encouraged. I told you I was, I, you know, back in June, I was able uh, to go see the the Reds and the Braves and, and got to talk to Brandon Gauden, who's the new voice of the Braves, um, but was very encouraged watching the Reds. I've watched more Reds games this summer. I think Matt Taylor probably has done the same. I mean – it's amazing in Indianapolis when you look at uh, a lot of the media people, you know, Matt Taylor, me, Jake Query, JMV. I mean, I Greg Rakestraw, all these guys in Indy, we're all Reds fans because that's who we grew up watching. So we're all excited that, uh, you know, finally after, you know, it's been a long number of years uh, that they, they, they chased a playoff spot a few years ago with their veteran team, but you know, this has been fun, and, and hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Absolutely. What's I know we got to let you? it – I know – Go ahead, Justin. I was just going to ask somewhat of a Pacers-related question, but not really, before we let Chris go. And that is, 
The thing I did not realize, Unity Plaza in Indianapolis, I haven't been down there to Gainbridge Fieldhouse, I haven't checked it out yet, but I will be ice skating. Will Kristen Airy be ice skating when the winter rolls around? Oh, I will be be coming to watch ice skating. You you will have to do that. Dustin, you will have to hold me up. Uh, the, the The last time I went ice skating, uh, let's see, my oldest son is 33. Uh, he was probably five. We were at Pan American Plaza, downtown Indianapolis, and I hugged the wall the whole time. So that sounds like I, the, that's the last time I roller skated. Uh, I remember my daughter when she was young, and I used to love roller skating, but I was like, thank God it was a carpeted wall because I was on that baby. I mean, I got some, some rug burns. <sighs> I have never been, so I thought embarrassed myself that than in a very public space in downtown Indianapolis around Christmas time. Okay. Well, if you're gonna embarrass yourself, then maybe I'll go out there and join you. But let me tell you, Bicentennial Unity Plaza is an amazing uh piece of property right next to Gainbridge Fieldhouse. And as you said, you know, I think about those, you know, those years, especially uh 2012, 13, 14. Uh, yeah. you know, racers, pacers during the month of May, everybody excited. And I can tell you, I, I can't wait for the pacers to be back in the playoffs playing in April and May and now having Bicentennial Unity Plaza where everybody can gather before, during, after the game. Uh, you know, we're, I'm really excited. It's funny because my calendar is starting to, to get full now from all the other events that I do with Pacer Sports and Entertainment, talking to this group, talking to that group, uh, talking to our part-time employees, doing Q&As with Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan. Uh, Man, I'm excited. I mean, it's still about three weeks away from uh, the opening of training camp, and our first telecast will be uh, October the 16th, a preseason game on a Monday night. So we're still a little bit more than a month away. But I can tell you, I'm getting really excited. Uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic Pacer season. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, I think, is poised. Played to take really well. Step. He played really yeah. well this summer in the. In yeah, the I think he's poised to take another step and really be a leader for this team. And and just when you're around them, I mean, their goal is they want to get to the playoffs. I mean, it's been too long uh, that the Pacers franchise has not been to the playoffs. So uh, really excited to see what happens uh, when the season starts here shortly. Chris Denary from the Pacers. I can't thank you enough as always, buddy. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. All right. I look forward to it. And Jim, you come down too. We'll make it a we'll 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 ice skate at Bicentennial. Yeah, I'll do it. I did it. I've done it one time in my life, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I, I would have uh I would have the the, the side rails. Like in, yeah, they, like they have bowling for the kids. Yes, I, I need yes. those bumper rails, baby. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot, Chris and Ari. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, and thanks. We've guys. got lots more coming up next. Dylan Sin from the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette joins us. We're back with that right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. 
In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. Formerly BB's Chop Shop Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house no matter where you live. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello Restaurant, is locally owned and operated. Launched from a previous staple of Bloomington, the Function Brewery, Metalworks is the culmination of a passion for craft beer, food, custom metal art. Check out their custom Metalworks growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has your favorite beers and the foods to go with them in a relaxing, comfortable environment. Or you can find Metalworks beer at all the Wild Food Group restaurants. Cup taste with Dr. Hops has brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company, bring your passion and your thirst. Golf season is in full swing at the Golf Club in Eagle Point, and they have a sweet deal for all returning students, no matter where you go to school. At the Golf Club in Eagle Point, students can play for the rest of 2023 for just $299. That's right, play as many rounds as you like for just $299. That's better than a birdie. But you don't have to be a student to play at Eagle Point. Go online to set your tee time or call 812-824-4040. The Golf Club in Eagle Point in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville and Evansville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Speed Radio here on this Thursday. Coming to you from high atop the 18th fairway at the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Brought to you by our good friends from Bubba's 33, both in Clarksville and Evansville. Right off of I-65 in Clarksville and right off of I-69 in the Lloyd um, down in Evansville. 51 TVs in there, baby. Pizza, burgers, beer, everything made fresh daily. Great place to catch the IU games. 
Great place to talk to Dylan Sin is right here from the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette. How are the Ten Caps doing in the playoffs? I saw they made the playoffs. They did. They, playoffs. They, it's it's playoffs. a best of three. <laughs> it's a best of three series in the uh, the Eastern Division Championship, and they won Game One at home on Monday or on Tuesday. Game Two is tonight in Midland, Michigan. Uh, they have a chance to go to the Midwest League Championship Series. So very excited for that. Um, I will be there in Midland for uh, for those games. Dude, I I, I would love to have the money you're making just on mileage. Uh, in the break we were talking about, he's going to be at the Indiana game, uh, which is fortunately is in Indianapolis, which makes a short drive to up to West Lafayette. But uh, the games are separated far enough with the noon game for Indiana and Louisville and uh, a 7.30 tilt for the uh, Boilermakers and, and Syracuse Orangemen. These both should be good games, but Syracuse is not – Exactly, bad team. No, they're not. Um, and I, I they, they played a terrific game against Purdue last year. That if everyone remembers, Syracuse won at the very end after kind of a comedy of errors from Purdue in terms of like five penalties on one play. the The big issue for Syracuse is that uh, their big receiver, Aronde Gadsden, one quite frankly one of the best receivers in the ACC. He's very, very good. He left their game against West Michigan last week on the second series of the game and didn't return. And it's unclear whether he's going to be able to play against Purdue. Um, uh, Coach Dino Babers said yesterday that he had, he was still unsure. It was kind of up in the air. So that could be a huge loss for them if, if he's not able to go. And on the Purdue side, the Purdue seems like they might be getting all big 10 center Gus Hartwig back from his torn ACL that he suffered at the end of last season. Hasn't played yet this year. He's on the depth chart this week. Uh, for the first time, he's listed as the first string center. So that could be a huge boost for the Boilermakers as well. So those are two things that could really swing this game. And so we talked in the break, Dylan, about how uh, we don't know a lot about either team in terms of Purdue. And I would argue probably know a little bit more about Purdue given their opponents. I feel like they're a little bit more uh, Virginia Tech and Fresno State are probably a little bit more comparable, whereas earlier in the show I mentioned on the Indiana side, you go from playing a top five, top ten team in Ohio State to you play a really bad FCS team. So they they, they played teams on both. To me, I think the Indiana game was a little bit – I think the Purdue-Syracuse game – I feel like it might be more entertaining, but I feel like we might learn more about Indiana and the Indiana Louisville game. I could absolutely see that. I think the the thing with Purdue, and yeah, we've we've seen them play against two pretty good opponents so far, but I do think that that defense is adjusting as the season goes on. It, it's going to take a little bit for that Ryan Walters defense to really take hold. And he said as much after that first game against Fresno State. He said it wasn't what he wanted to see on the defensive end. And then after the game against Virginia Tech, they give up 17 points in the second quarter. They go in at halftime. They make some adjustments. And they come out and they they shut out Virginia Tech in the second half. They give up 11 rushing yards in that game. I think it was kind of closer to what they want to see on defense. And I think so. It's a question of, was that a function of Virginia Tech being a poor offensive team? Which is a possibility. Virginia Tech is not a good team. Um, but... Or is it more of Purdue is improving as the season goes on? And we can see even more improvement this week. I do think the one thing we know about Indiana so far, and there is one thing we know definitively about Indiana, is that that defense is salty. I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's elite. I think it's salty. I think that they have players on that defense 
who can play, which is more, quite frankly, than we thought there might be going into the season. I thought Andre Carter was going to be a good player, and I thought basically everyone else, uh, maybe Aaron Casey, and uh, and that's about it, was a question mark. And I think a lot of those question marks have ended up being very po- had, having very positive answers. So I think that's one thing we do know about Indiana, but the offense to me is a black box. I don't think we know anything about what this offense can be yet. And that could be a good thing, though, for them going into the game with Louisville. Uh, No doubt that they're going to be studying whatever they are able to study from mostly from last week, because I don't think they're going to get much from the Ohio State game. Um, David didn't play nearly as much, and the play calling was nothing. Uh, So they're going to have to prepare for the option. They're going to have to prepare for uh, Indiana getting the ball out to, to, to guys out in space, running backs out of the backfield to covering these receivers. Uh, You've got Omar Cooper who stepped up and and, and Cam Camper. We'll see what his situation is, but they have good pieces. I haven't even mentioned Jalen Lucas yet. Josh Henderson in the backfield, but Jalen Lucas, man, that dude can, he can make an impact in a moment. And that's the key. Now, does he? We don't know. Uh, that's We'll happen to see that. But uh, the thing is, he is – it can happen. And he can do it in a multiple ways, not just from the backfield, out in the flats, or returning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and I, I've said it for, for since before the season started. I think I think the coaches agree with me. This Indiana team has the skill talent on offense to be a good team. It's, it was a question of whether the offensive line came together and whether the quarterback could be competent, right? I think that I think the offensive line has come together relatively well. I I, I don't think it's perfect, but I think uh, Bob Bostad has done a terrific job in one off season of getting these guys to just kind of be good enough to keep Indiana in games. It's not, the offensive line is not going to lose Indiana games this year the way it did last year, I don't think. Now, it doesn't mean Indiana is going to win every game, but it means the offensive line is not going to be the reason they lose most weeks. And so that puts it on Taven Jackson, right? Can you be just good enough to, to get the ball to those guys in space, to make good decisions, to not turn the ball over, and to give your defense a chance to keep you in games? I, I think he can do that. I think we saw him make some very good throws against Indiana State. He's not the most accurate passer yet. He's a work in progress on that front. He missed some makeable throws, but he's seen there's some arm talent there. There's maturity there. There's athleticism there. And I I saw a lot of poise. I did too. The first start of his collegiate career, he goes out and leads three straight touchdown drives. Now, one of those, Brendan Soresby helped him with a big game, right? But mostly it was Taven Jackson leading Indiana up and down the field and doing what he needed to do. Now and the you best talk, throw he made should have count. been a touchdown. It, it, it was, a, I think that that was a horrible call on the downfield, the lineman downfield. Yeah, but that would have been a touchdown. Because that was I watched that he rolled over that receiver. Yeah, and it was an it NFL throw. That was it. Like we talked, uh, we talked, we kind of made made fun of Walt Bell for saying that both those guys have have futures in the NFL and whatnot, but. That was NFL throw. It was. it was. It was right on the money to a receiver who had a step and who needed to be able to get the ball out in front of him so he could make a play. And it was right where it needed to be, 50 yards down the field. So really good play by Taven. Um, I do worry about Cam Camper. Like you said, the, he got hurt against Indiana State. E.J. Williams got hurt against Indiana State. Those are two of Indiana's best receivers. They have depth at that position, but you don't want two of your best to be out uh, for one of your first games that your quarterback is starting. That would be a significant loss, even with Omar Cooper stepping up. So 
They would like to have Cam Camper in the lineup, absolutely. EJ Williams, too, although that seems more of a long shot. That, because what I've noticed through the first two games, or at least what I think I've noticed, is that because the offensive line, and I think we'll learn a little bit more. I think it is better than last season by how much I don't know yet. But it seems like this is – I've mentioned this on uh, other podcasts and radio shows too, and like – I just feel like this is more of the Walt Bell we saw there. Just give me an offensive line that can hold their blocks for a little bit longer, and I can get more creative with the playbook. Like, I feel like Walt Bell, as an offensive coordinator, look, at Maryland, he knew that they weren't going to really out-athlete anybody. They had to get creative with their offensive play calls, and I think he understands that, too. That doesn't mean Indiana doesn't have some athletes, but top-to-bottom roster-wise, they're not going to be able to – so he's got to get creative – I feel like he's more comfortable with his playbook and implementing new plays on a weekly basis as opposed to where it stood last year because they just couldn't block anybody. No, I, I think you're exactly right. I think what we saw against Indiana, or I'm sorry, against Ohio State with some of the really conservative play calling was Walt Bell not being sure how it was going to go, right? Like, you think that the offensive sure. line's improved. You bring a new offensive line coach. You get a, guy, a few guys back from injury. You think it's going to be better, but you're not sure, especially against what quite frankly, might be the, the, the best or second best defensive front in the country. There is a lot of talent on that Ohio State defensive line. And so he wasn't sure how it was going to go. Now, his mistake against Ohio State was once he realized that the line wasn't a complete sieve, that they were holding up well enough, he didn't get aggressive, right? He didn't he didn't try some things. That he, he even admitted, admitted it himself. He played pitter-pat for too long. He did. In the second half, there were chances for Indiana to go down and maybe make that a game. You score, you score once, you get within 17 to 10 or something like that, and you feel like you're in a game. And Indiana, they never really open up the playbook to do that. But I understood in the first half why you didn't, because you just weren't sure. And so it was good to see them kind of reopen things up against Indiana State. You know, the funny thing is I, I'm already thinking how good the bucket game is going to be this year. Yeah. Because normally I, that's not something that uh, I think about, especially this early. But I'm already – I'm like, man, these teams are kind of at the same place in different ways, but at the same place. And I'm like, man, it is going to be wild. They may be at the same place at the end of the season, and it could be a freaking free-for-all. It's starting to feel like in uh, the first two years that Tom Allen and Jeff Brom were on the job together, 2017 – in 2018, it, it, both of those teams went into the bowl game five and six, and the winner went to a bowl game. Now, Purdue won both of those, but they were close both years. It's starting to feel like one of those years where that the winner of that game gets bowl eligible. Would be That, that seems like where we're headed. Uh, before I forget, hold on, Dustin. Before okay. I forget, I, this is important. Really, really important. And I want to remind everybody, make sure you go to ESPN, the fantasy, and do the college picks. Our, our friend Dylan Sin does it. But Dylan, have you checked your picks? I'm a, I'm eleven of twenty. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been great. But uh, oh, I, okay. I, my bad. I saw eleven and nine. You're eleven and tw- oh, eleven of twenty. Well, yeah, 11 you're eleven 20, and yeah. nine. Yeah. How in the hell are you eleven and nine, man? I mean, I I uh, I, I, I always stutter now, boy. I, I'm trying to remember the ones that I picked wrong. I mean, I picked. Uh, Texas Tech over Wyoming. That was a mistake. Um, I, I, I pick some upsets every week, and none well, of the I mean, I, none of the upsets have come through yet. I picked. Uh, you must have got different ones than I got. I don't remember having Texas Wyoming because I would have picked Texas Tech Wyoming the, the, the first oh, week. Oh, I still would have. 
I still would have taken Texas Tech. That, that's the thing. Wyoming upset them. So I, I lost that one. Um, I lost uh, – I, I picked Purdue the first week, and they lost to Fresno State. I picked – That was uh, one of my losses. Yeah, I picked UTSA over Houston that first week, and it turns out that Frank Ooh. Harris is still struggling from his offseason uh, – almost career-ending injury. So, yeah, I'm, we're working back. I went I went 7 for 10 last week, so it was a rough first week. You're back, baby. You're back, though, but we appreciate you. Everybody go to ESPN, go to the Fantasy tab, go down to uh, College Pick'em and uh, join the ISB group if you have not already. Uh, the password is what, John? Uh, you asked me the wrong time. I have no idea. I don't have it in front of me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll send it out. Dylan, thank you, sir. We appreciate you so much. We will see you on the uh, top of the Sears Tower Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, Dustin, uh, I wish you would have made it out to the game on, could have made it out to the game Saturday. It would have been good, but we will try to uh, maybe try to hook up. Uh, and can I thank John for keeping us between the white lines? And most importantly, thanks to you guys. Without you, we've got no reason to be here. Big thanks to Matt Taylor, Bob Kravitz, Dylan Sin, and Chris Denary. Great day. Until tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.